new crew, NYC, in Brooklyn, still here. What up, what up, what up? It's your girl, Josina Anderson, host of The Crew, and we have another special show for you today. The Panthers linebacker Shaq Thompson in the building, fresh off their big win against the Detroit Lions. Steve Wilkes got those boys playing. We will dive into that. But first, before we get to that, I always let you know where you can get the pod. You can download the Odyssey app on your phone and you can get it right there or wherever you get your pods or go to the URL, thecrewnyc.com. That'll take you right to our YouTube page. So you'll be right there. Again, that's thecrewnyc.com. But without further delay, let's get straight to the crew call. Look at look at who's in the building to start today. Morris Chestnut with his Colgate smile. Interesting. Well, I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm, I'm, what? I'm, I think I want to. I want to dispute the chill in Mr. Hill's name. Where, oh, where okay. Chill come from, brother? Mm. You know where does the chill come from? I mean, it's, it's really an oxymoron because I'm, I'm anything but chill most of the time. But oh, okay, got but it. But okay. it, it's, it's C Hill, Clarence Hill. People call it running together. Oh, call okay, chill. okay. Oh, I didn't catch that. See, I didn't yeah. catch that, man. Yeah, that, 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 oh, yeah. and then look who's popping in the building. T.O. <laughs> joining oh. us right now. What's going on, T.O.? Hey, I'm ready. I'm right here, man. Hey, oh. man, I, hey we was going to have to move on. I thought you were somewhere. I thought you was somewhere eating some Brussels sprouts or something or doing some type of get up the cardio or something, man. Hey, right out popcorn, popcorn, man. It's popcorn. He got the popcorn. popcorn. Okay, popcorn. Oh, you know he had to make sure he had his background set and everything else or whatever. Got the mint hat and all that other stuff, looking bright, looking handsome. But uh, so we, so we got the Hall of Famer wide receiver Tio in the building, and Clarence. You know, we know you're gonna be out here bragging because your Cowboys won. We're going to get all into that. you have anything quick to say before we get into the headlines? Anything smart you want to say? Who, me? Yes, you. Fly, eagle, fly. Fly, oh, eagle, oh, fly. Oh, fly, oh, eagle, wow. fly, fly. That's how we start today? That's how we start. Okay, let's go to the headlines. Here we go. All right. Well, I wonder, wonder if you guys caught that Monday night football debacle last night. Based on Twitter, I almost wasn't going to tune in because everybody was telling me the game was terrible. The Chargers beat the Colts 20-3. to The L.A. Chargers clinching a playoff run for the first time since 2018. Your boy Justin Herbert, 24, 31, 235, zero touchdowns, though. Seven sacks from the defense. Has your opinion changed about Brandon Staley now? Now, T.O., go. Uh, no, not really. Uh, okay. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, no. I mean, at this point in the season, this is where you need to start to find kind of your rhythm, your momentum. Mm. Uh, this is definitely similar to what the Bengals did uh, last year. This mm. is where any team would want to be right now. Uh, right, right now, just trying to find your stride going into – uh, the, the the beginning of the playoffs. So I think they're sitting good right now. And I think this is where your confidence has to be at this stage of the, uh, of the season. Mm-hmm, Morris. Um, listen, uh, I, I, I tried to sit through some of that game last night. I, oh, I felt as if I was a little, uh, I wasn't, I was underwhelmed with them to be honest with you. I mean, I thought. You were underwhelmed with the chargers? Of course. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's I mean, right. Okay. Because they kept they Brandon Staley said they had a dominant performance last night. So what what'd you say? You said what? Brandon Staley said after the game they had a dominant performance and he gave the game ball to owner Dean Spanos. If I was a coach, I'd be saying that too. But as a fan watching football, I would say it was not dominant. Okay. Um, the, the, I thought I just the ineptitude of the Colts offense and unfortunately, uh, you know, the Philly guy Nick Foles, you know, who won the Super Bowl, it just wasn't they, they, they practically gave the ball away. I mean, mm. they had great field position numerous times. They kept throwing picks, and it just they just could not do anything. I think, I think I'm going to use the word that he just used with uh, Nick Foles' performance. I was underwhelmed with his performance. Mm. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the other L.A. team that pr- pr- pretty much presented a 
dominating performance. That was really the Rams against the Broncos. I know yep. we're not. I, I know we're not on yeah. that right there, but yeah. they put they put a a, a performance a for real on, dominant performance. Yeah, right. a dominant performance. <laughs> let, let, me, let me jump in right there because oh, I'm Lord. glad you brought in the Rams mm. because it really wasn't about the Rams. It wasn't about the Chargers. It was about those two awful coaches on both sides. Yeah. Nathaniel Hackett got fired because the the Broncos have been awful. We're gonna all get year, to that. Okay? Yes. He's been, they've been awful all year. That team is a mess. Russell Wilson, that whole team is a mess. That's really more about what happened in that Rams game instead of what the Rams are doing. And oh, getting back Lord. and getting back to this Chargers game. Yeah. I mean, this is the first time Her- Herbert's in the playoffs. I mean, this was not about anything that the Chargers did. Back back they were playing Jeff Thursday. And he's bad on Thursday, okay? Are we still going there? We're going going back there. I wish your boy was here. I wish your boy was here. You're right about that, I wish They have not done nothing, okay? Right. This has been an embarrassment. You're right. We knew this from the beginning. You make Jeff pull him out the booth and make the head coach. It was going to be a dumpster fire. It was already a dumpster fire. They're off. He should not be the coach. He won't be the coach going forward next year, hopefully with this crazy owner. But that was more about the Colts and, and their decision-making. And Nick Foles had his Caddyshack moment. He had his one – he signed the deal with the oh, devil, wow. had his one that great is, run. He's a Super Bowl winner, Clarence. Yes, that Caddyshack moment, okay? Yeah, one, one that Caddyshack one. moment, and that's it. And he is who he's always been. Come on. Yo, what do you think about Jeff Saturday? Are, are we done with Jeff Saturday? Is it understandable? Is it difficult? He came in at a hard time. You know, since beating the Raiders week 10, they've been one and five since, T.O. Uh, and they beat the Raiders, okay? that's They beat a horrible coach, too. Can you right. let him answer? Go ahead, T.O. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I mean, I, I don't really think he's done anything significant. I mean, he should have just stayed where he was, uh, to be quite honest. Uh, wow. They had... They had some coaches on that staff could have obviously could have done exactly what he's done uh, thus far, if not better. So I don't really think he's done anything to really solidify himself uh, as a potential head coach in the future. Uh, I think we're going to see uh, Jeff Saturday back on ESPN or wherever he uh, wherever he was. Uh, because Can he go uh, back to high school coaching? Would they accept him back in high school? Um, I mean, I think when honestly, he's a star, Pee Wee, Pop Warner. I, I think there, there there are some teams, honestly, that are playing in some bowl games next uh, next weekend that probably can beat the coach. To be quite honest. <laughs> oh but, wow! No, nah, that's just real. That, that's just be, to be quite honest. No, I got it. Of course, I agree with 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 Clarence and, and To. I mean, listen, I understand. I mean, every opportunity is not a great opportunity, and I know he wanted an opportunity to coach. Like I said before, and we were trying to tell Smoot when he was on. I think this is a no-win situation. You're coming in where you 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 can't install a system. You can't change the culture midstream. It's like, what did you really realistically expect? So, can he go back to ESPN? Would he have? Has his? Has he lost some shine if he were to try to go back and analyze To? Oh, uh, they should be roasting him right now. I don't care what kind of uh, credentials he comes with or what have mm. you, because if it was anybody else, they would be doing the same thing. Uh, they should be eating him alive with his performance as a head coach thus far. Uh, to be quite honest, again, the coach weren't really looking good prior to him, and he's not. They're not looking good with him. Um, I don't, I never thought the coach was going to be good anyway since the uh, the acquire that they acquired uh, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan has done nothing since he was with the Atlanta Falcons. Matt Ryan has done nothing since he was part of part of the reason why Julio Jones left. Um, he has been nothing since then. So I don't really expect anything from the, the Indianapolis coach then, now, and 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 forever, uh, to be quite honest. <laughs> well, forever. Let's, hold on, hold on. Let's let's move on to these Eagles and Cowboys. We gotta keep this show going. We got Shaq let's Thompson on the other side coming in soon. Morris, your Eagles, your Eagles lost to Clarence's Cowboys 40 to 34, but it was with Gardner Minshew, who did do pretty well. He did do pretty well. Well, it wasn't terrible. 24 for 40, 355, two touchdowns and two interceptions, though. So the question is, what do you have to say for yourself? And should the Eagles consider pushing Jalen Hurts in and not giving him an extra week to rest that no. sternoclavicular SD brain he got? No. First, first, I'm going to get, I mean, Clarence's team, I want to give Clarence oh, the floor Lord. first, and then I'll respond. Yeah. Listen, Go ahead, Clarence. Congrats. My, my, it's not a congrats. I'm a reporter. I'm objective. It doesn't matter to me. But, but my, my, my issue is how Josina set it up. They beat him with Gardner Minshew. Well, I mean, why do we have to point out his Gardner Minshew? Because he's the backup. Out, okay, it's a fact. Okay, okay. Did we point out that it was Cooper Rush the first time? 
I mean, just been the backup in both yeah, people games. Have. People have. I, I know. So what I'm saying is, it is what it is. What'll make you laugh and make you cry. I mean, that's 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 football. You know, mm. the Cowboys I, played the Eagles the first time without their quarterback. The Eagles played the Cowboys the second time without the quarterback. I do think talent wise, the Eagles are the more talented team. You you, you look at ah. you know, what what's been going on. Their defense is more talented. The Cowboys have problems on the defense right now. But as T.O. well knows, anything can happen in the playoffs. You know, and if they, if they and they, if they face a third time, anything could happen. And, and I I do worry about the Eagles' quarterback and that shoulder. And again, as T.O. well knows, Romo with those those fractured that collarbone, that shoulder. You know, that, that's something to be worried about. You know, especially running quarterback. It happened once; it can happen again. That's their problem. But this time, the the Cowboys are rolling. Dak Prescott is playing well. You know, uh, Morris that, that, that playing mm-hmm. well. Yes, so, yes, he's playing well. But Morris, what what? First of all. How do you feel about Minshew's performance? And quickly, should your Eagles risk Jalen Hurts out there? I know that they could potentially fall to the five seed, depending on some things that happen if they lose both games here. But if you believe in yourself, you believe in yourself. First of all, let me say this. Absolutely no. They should not play Jalen this game. If it comes down to it for the last game of the season, I wouldn't mind that he gets a little tune-up before taking a bye if we can win the game against the Giants going to the next week. Now, the difference between uh, Gardner Minshew coming in and playing and, and Cooper Rush was before that Eagles-Cowboys game, everybody was saying that Cooper Rush could come into Philly and, and win that game. Not everybody. Mm. Not a, everybody. A, a lot of people were saying that, though, Clarence. A lot of people were saying that's, that they cool. thought that Cooper Rush was going to come in and win that game. That, that mm. being said, I will say this, and I have a question for T.O. at the end of this. Oh, Lord. Congrats, congrats to the Cowboys. They got they got the victory. Um, if I have to look for a silver lining, I would look at, you know, they got a lot of breaks, and we knocked on the door. Not breaks. They created some opportunities. They turn over the way. Well, you got a lot of unique plays that you're not going to get. You, in, in one single game, you got a third and 30. That would have changed the course of the game. You got a fourth and eight. Early in the game, that changed the course of the game. You got, you know, you you, you got to we, – we laid the ball on the ground for you guys to pick up that fumble. We had two turnovers in the fourth quarter. Um, then also, you got some good picks um, that we had we, – we, we didn't get the fumbles. So, listen, a lot of things went the Cowboys' way. Are they going to continue to count on the third and 30? Are they going to continue to count on a fourth and five holding penalty? Those are huge turning points in the game. But I have a question for T.O. because I, I, I've always wanted to know this, but I wasn't sure. T.O., um, and this is not an excuse. I really do want to understand this. The Eagles were on their third straight road game. Does that really matter? And I don't really know this. I'm really curious. Does that even really matter? Or um, is that just something that talking points that people put out there? Um, no, not really. I think when, obviously you you, you – you kind of really solidify kind of like a lot of your confidence winning games on the road. And sometimes, like I said, a lot of championship uh, teams, you really want to really win on the road because you can't really rely on home field advantage, things of that nature. Um, that's something that you you just have to do is is win on the road. So it, it really kind of factors in uh, as the season play, plays along. Because Again, like I said, depending on where you seed it, things of that nature, um, it, it, it plays into it. Um, but I think, you know, when you look at the, the Cowboys, I mean, they're lucky to, to have come out with this win uh, against the Eagles, to be quite honestly. Uh, they squeaked uh, they, they squeak by the Texans. Um, and then the, they come back the following week and they lose against uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. And now they play the Eagles without, without their starting quarterback and they barely beat them. Uh, so, again, uh, you have a more experienced quarterback in Jalen Hurts, then they lose that game. And then the, the turnovers. If that if, if if the Eagles don't fumble that ball, then this could obviously be another L in the column for the Cowboys. Well, the Cow the Cowboys lead the NFL in turnovers. I mean, that's what they do. They led the NFL last year in turnovers. That's true. They lead the NFL this year in turnovers. The Eagles had three turnovers against the Cowboys in the first game. You know, that that's part of football. And and those two interceptions, those guys took the ball away. Those weren't just gifts. You know, so you know that that's what they do. They give up a lot of yards, but they do turn the ball over. That's part of their DNA on defense. So, yeah, if Jalen Hurts is there, it's, it's a different game. But we can say the same thing. If Dak Prescott said first game, it's a different game. So that's part of football. And, and yep. so hopefully we'll get a, we'll get a round three. You know, and I, and I, I, I agree with you, Clarence. I will say this. I will say this. I the like I said, if I'm if I'm an Eagles fan looking at a silver lining after that first interception by Dak, 
he pretty he had a, a really really good good game. It was it was almost an incredible game by a quarterback. To have that type of showing by your quarterback, and then you also you plus three in the turnover margin, and then still have the game come down to uh, in the red zone with a chance to win with thirty seconds left in the game. I would say that would be of a concern from the for the Cowboys. But we'll see what happens the rest of the way. Now, and really, be, go ahead. It should be a concern. And, and, and I would say this great game as Dak had, he made a couple of decisions late in that game that, that, that allowed the Eagles to have that chance. You know, he should have slid. Lived, he went yeah. out of bounds. He should have slid down inbounds and would have cut some of the time off the clock. So, you mm -hmm. know, he didn't have a perfect game. But but you have to give Prescott yeah. what he did after the interception thing. Right. He's, he's been good. He, he, he rebounds and he, he battles back. And he never quits. What he did after the interception and have the type of game he had against that Eagles defense, which you know you can say you have hurts, but your yeah, defense has been number one against the pass all season. The first 300 yard game, he was like perfect against zone coverage. When people say that's what he struggles against, you know, so you have to give him credit. That's something that you know they mm -hmm. can put in their cap and use for game three. And let me just uh, really quick, hold on, really quick, To So do you? So do you, would you play if you're Nick Sirianni? Would you play Jalen or no? Um, I don't know if I would play him just yet because it's just a style of play. Um, that that Jalen plays with. I mean, obviously, um, he he uses his legs, obviously, to extend plays. Um, I, I think, obviously, another week. Um, I've had an AC or SC sprain. Um, I have. I'm not really familiar with the SSC sprain, but mm -hmm. again, like I said, for 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 a quarterback and of his caliber, uh, so much is riding on the shoulders uh, of Jalen Hurts, especially mm. this team and their Super Bowl aspirations. Then you, I think you have to be careful uh, not to put him in harm's way because again, you go in and he he plays and he injures that that shoulder again. Then he's out multiple weeks. Then now you're playing going into the playoffs with the backup of Gardner. And I and well, I what, agree what, with you, T. I don't what, feel like the Eagles should be worrying about seed. If you're dominant, you're dominant. You're not worried yeah. about who you're playing against. Protect that. Protect that. Protect that shoulder. Protect that clavicle. What? But we got to bring it out. Yes. One thing of one thing one thing of note. If the Cowboys win Thursday, you know, and the Eagles lose to this two, uh, and they don't play them, they lose to the Saints. You know, it's going to be the season finale for the for the division title. I mean, they may want that buy because you right. still have Lane Johnson hurt, and you have some people you want that buy, so you may have to play them in the season finale. You know, to get that buy, you need that buy. I have mm -hmm. a comment, and I have a comment and another question for To. My comment: right. I want to be clear. I want to be clear here. Congrats on the win to the Cowboys because you get a win the way you can get a win in the NFL. You know, yeah. it's tough games. We can talk about you know turnovers and penalties and all that. At the end of the day, they won the game, so congrats to, to, to Clarence and the Cowboys. But To, let me ask you this: I think, and and I'm I'm dead serious with this. I think we could use you in a slot. Oh my when you God. look at <laughs> what is happening. For real, for oh, real. When you look at no those doubt. interceptions, don't don't feed him. Don't don't cause it. Don't give him out there in the driveway, bro. man. He gonna be back in the driveway, man. He gonna no, be back man. in the driveway, man. For real, for real, T.O. For real. Yeah. Those interceptions no, don't happen if you're in the slot, right? No, you're you're exactly right. One million percent, Clarence. I I I know you you wanted the tractors and the naysayers. I, I definitely wish I could get on the field. Just I know I'm not a naysayer. I just know that you you ready. I know you ready. No, no, no. You're you're right. You have somebody with a dominant presence on the field. You open it up. You change the dynamic of the defense. You create other opportunities for other guys that are out there. So again, yeah, you put myself in situation, and I've I've been adamant about saying this. You put myself on the field, not for 50, 60 plays. You think about third down situation. You think about red zone. Those are those are valuable and, and, and viable situations where I know I would be a, 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 a viable asset to, to any team. Because, again, you create mismatches. And, again, it, it, it allows the quarterback to see the field much clearer. Because, again, if I'm out there, then somebody has to account for me. You just account for you. You, you, you're just not going to just leave me open. Yo, it's the Giants that, that need a wide receiver. Even Listen. on top of that, even on top of that, To, what do you think about the effort, Kez Watkins' effort on that pass? Because you were, I haven't seen all To's game. He, you go and you snatch that ball, and oh, yeah. nobody taking away from you like that, right? Right. Yeah. You you you, you turn those balls, those 50-50 balls, with somebody with experience, okay. uh, a, a big body like myself. 
you right. turn those 50-50 balls into 80-20 balls in advantage. Right. He just took his cornbread, man. Come on. You know, it's Corn, funny. Are you done, it, it, are you it, done it, recruiting no, T.O. to the no, Eagles? No, it's funny. Are you done recruiting? Listen, T.O. going to be running 40-yard dash. I know you're trying to have your serious acting face on it. He's going to be on social media. He's going to be on oh, social media running 40-yard dashes after this show, man. Oh, be- yeah. You, no no, <laughs> I'm, no doubt. I'm going to send you the clips, Clarence. I'm Listen, be out if there. we're going on 40 time, we already know uh, T.O. Hey. will be left in the dust with this Tar Heel on the set. Hey, what, listen. What? what? Yes, we got to go. We got to go. What? No, what? 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 Thing, I cannot believe. I cannot, after, after watching Best Man and watching him do oh, his comeback Lord. and getting, got, getting, getting, getting <laughs> knocked out, I can't believe you're trying to put T.O. in arm's way. No, hey. Arm's way, have you he got, knocked, he you got knocked out in best T.O. man. I just want to tell you, I'm talking about the move. I'm talking about the show. He did a comeback, and he got knocked out, T.O. <laughs> and T.O. first of all, Morris didn't even bring me on the best man. Go ahead. Oh, well, right. Listen, T.O., I thought about wearing, that, too. Played and what you wearing right now? What's that? I'm about I'm about 218, 220. So, again, my, my playing weight was 222. Uh, so, so you're right. I'm telling you, dog. I'm telling you. Line, you can, and plus, just like y'all got T.Y. Y'all got T.Y. Hill. T.O. could do the same thing for the Eagles. Real Trust talk. Me. All right, hey. all right. Anyways, anyways, chill. We know you got a press conference with Mike McCarthy coming up to talk about whatever, and we will dive in on another show about his uh, status with the team. We'll see if they continue to Blair's win got a conversation you know, with, with the Cowboys as yeah, uh, certain it. coaches yeah, like Sean Cowboys. Payton are prowling around, you know, the franchise right now. But Clarence, we're going to let you go, and then we're going to switch into the crew crib. Last 30-second comment. Anything else? Anything else? Congrats, man. Good to see you, man. Listen, listen. T.O. can run as well as those guys. I just don't want to see him on social media right now. T.O., it's Christmas, man. Rest your body, man. Anyways, and and fix that that Christmas tree in the background, because I I don't know what's going on with that Christmas tree. I see not one spot of green on that Christmas tree. Okay, Clarence, we love you. Go Mike McCarthy. Good job. We'll see him later. And we're out. Bye, Clarence. Bye, 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 and bye. We're going over to the crew crib. Shaq Thompson from the Panthers on the other side. What is going on? Shaq Thompson in the building, y'all, from the Panthers. What is going on, Shaq? Not much. How y'all doing? I just got to say, man, y'all are hilarious. I'm over here just laughing on the other end. (laughs) (laughs) They doing the most. Morris out here recruiting T.O., trying to start headlines. I'm dead serious, though. I'm dead serious. Hey, I I, I like that. I like that, Mo. Mo Mo got sent. Hey, I'm I'm dead serious. I already been starting my little campaign anyway. I'm playoff T.O. I'm ready. Oh, <laughs> Lord. T.O., we know you stay ready with your maintenance eight-pack that you be doing from Waffle oh, House. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Waffle. But, but anyway, Shaq, let's bring in this dude properly. 2015 first-round pick out of Washington from Sacramento, California. Been with the Carolina Panthers eight seasons, 116 tackles right now, leading your career. But you have been through quite a few coaches, Rivera, Perry Fuel, Matt Rule, and now Steve Wilk. But you have one of your last, one four of your last six, including against the Detroit Lions. Shaq, talk about that big win against the Lions after your boy Foreman and uh, Hubbard went off on the ground. Uh, we knew it was a big game. Um, after the performance we had on the offense and defense versus Steelers previous week, then uh, Coach Wilkes knew we had to bounce back, right? That wasn't us. And we had to come back and establish ourselves. And we knew coming against Detroit, it was a great team, great offense, explosive players, a wide receiver, running back, great off a line, great offensive line. Jared Goff playing like one of the top quarterbacks um, that I ever seen him play. And uh, we knew we had to stop their run. They had a three-headed monster back there with uh, Jamal Williams, mm. uh, DeAndre Swift, and I think Jackson was the last guy. And uh, we knew we had to stop their run. Uh, they were a physical O-line, and uh, we knew we had to be physical up front to be able to uh, hold that offense. Let me ask you. So, I mean, that was – that Detroit Lions offense, they came in, like, red hot. I mean, they were, they were putting mm-hmm. points up on everybody. Did you guys see something – in your preparation in the film to where you felt like you can neutralize their offense? Um, our biggest thing was taking away taking away their run game. Um, their run game is what was keeping them alive too, right? Um, once you have a run game and a pass game, you got to be able to stop one. If you can't stop one, it's going to be a long day for everybody. So we knew our, our, our biggest thing was to stop their run game. 
And, um, of course, Jared Goff threw for about 350, you know what I mean? But there's nothing we could do with that. We just got to play better coverage, tight coverage, you know what I mean? We got to tackle better and um, and just get off the field on third downs. Yeah, what do you uh, attribute really the success of uh, these last, you know, 46 games uh, that you've had uh, thus far? What do you attribute that to? Uh, I definitely attribute it to Coach Wilson and his staff, but I also got to attribute that to the players. You know what I mean? A lot of us started locking in and understanding that we can go out there and compete with every and anybody. And uh, if we really put our mind to it, if we go out there and don't make these uh, these dumb mistakes, you know what I mean? These pass interferences, these holding calls, these mm -hmm. roughing the passers, these, you know what I mean? Like don't beat yourself type of plays. And um, a lot of guys, man, once Wilkes took that interim head coaching job, you could just see the switch of players just buying in, locking in, and following a leader. You know what I mean? I'm not saying Matt Rule wasn't a leader, but being from North Carolina, uh, coaching here, now becoming an interim head coach of the Carolina Panthers, being to the Super Bowl, understanding the standard that was set here. Um, a lot of guys seen that, and, and we all followed the alpha. Well, that was really the thing I was just saying. You got you've been through so many coaches. I mean, can you at least be a little bit more colorful with respect to what the vibe was with right. Matt Rule, you know, beforehand so we can get a little bit more of idea, you know, just the gravity of this contrast now that you're experiencing with Steve? I mean, what was going on? Um, right. I think a lot of guys was just 50 50. You know what I mean? You had a lot of guys who bought in then you then you could tell guys who who weren't bought in right and a lot of mm. stuff was just going unseen you know what i mean just kicking out of the rug and um there was one game i came in and snapped on somebody man because we down bad we losing and somebody walk in with some headphones and you know what i mean the coach is just letting it go it's like bro we we're in a game and you just allowing people to come in here and do what they want and it just wasn't, I didn't just see like a lot of respect. You know what I mean? A lot of guys, you can see a lot of just like fakeness, like, oh yeah, we want to play, we want to play. But as soon as we got Coach Wilkes, the whole thing, and yeah, we got rid of Christian, we got rid of Robbie, uh, we let let some guys go, you know what I mean? And this team just started playing, playing crazy. Yeah, because yeah, I mean you can no, you can like no, no, you can liken really kind of the changing of the guard. Almost like a, you know, we've all been to school and you have your teacher in there, but then you get a substitute teacher to come in, then you like, oh, I can cut up, I can do whatever I want to. So when you think about somebody that's coming in with some leadership as a coach has, then that's what I mean. I think Josina hit hit on something. Then that's what I wanted to know too. Is like, what was the the atmosphere like with you know Matt Rule as the head coach versus now? The head coach that you have now again i think you just uh, alluded to it too is that you know, some guys bought into it somebody some guys were 50 50 some guys maybe didn't respect you know the head coach been how did that not happen you know from the onset because again we as, as as football players you obviously you we have a job to do you want to go into the season you want to win so why wasn't really why wasn't matt rule getting the response and why weren't you guys getting the response for matt rule as you guys are with the head coach uh wilkes now um, I would say just a lot of accountability. Uh, I think that's one of the biggest things with Wilkes. Like, he's going to call us out in front of everybody. And I'm not saying Matt Rule didn't, but coming from somebody who's been in the league X amount of years and who coached in the league X amount of years, you know what I mean? T.O., as you know, a lot of a lot of players respect that a lot more mm. than having mm. somebody from college coming up and trying to tell people who've been in the league six, seven, eight years, a defensive MVP, um, an all-pro player, and not listening to to these guys who understand football, who understand the league, who've been on Super Bowl teams, who, who won them, you know what I mean? Just not listening to those guys, you know what I mean? Telling them, like, oh, yo, this is not working, this is not working. They're like, oh, nah, this will work, do this, do this. And they're just not understanding, you know what I mean? I feel like we had too many checks and stuff going on to a defense, and when you know – Football just has to be simple. Yeah, It just needs that. We don't need X amount of many checks. We need one check and just let us play. We need one, two, three defenses and just let us play fast. Like, we don't need to be out there thinking, oh, who's going to Texas or who's going to California or who's playing in Europe. Like, we just need to be, all right, we all in Charlotte. Let's play football. But, Jack, do you feel like people understood – 
the gravity too of the situation of Shaq, uh, excuse me, of um, Steve becoming the interim head coach. Because when you think about what he went through, losing his job after one year with Arizona and then becoming the defensive coordinator in Cleveland and not being there anymore. And then assuming this role, you know, I, I can't say at the time based off of his entrance into that title, that there was great expectation though. I personally know that Steve is a great coach and we know that his former history there, what have you, but now that he has, that you guys have won four of your last six, do mm -hmm. you get the sense of what that not only means for Steve, but also just in this bigger narrative in the league right now where you've got coaches like Jeff Saturday who are coming in with less experience and for Steve Wilkes to kind of be getting this redemption. Oh, you guys still haven't got the, you know, the prize yet, but, you know, to kind of be feeling that in the league based on how he was rejected at one point. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing too, we, we we got a young team, right? So a lot of guys were probably in college when all this happened, when Wilkes going to Arizona, Wilkes having a year, less than a year to be a head coach of Arizona, right? So a lot of those guys, a lot of our team was young, still in college. So a lot of guys don't probably don't really know that or they probably heard about it, right? I've been through it. I've seen it. Uh, Wilkes had left us, went to Arizona. Then I seen all of that play out. And I was just like, man, he got, he, you know what I mean? He got messed over, like, it's messed up. So I think this team, we we needed an alpha leader, right? We needed somebody to come in here and take control of of the young guys and help develop and help the help the vets out, right? And Steve Wilkes was that guy. He came in here and he took over and he started leading us. He started showing us how to be leaders. He started showing us how to be accountable. You know what I mean? His biggest thing is the act of a champion, right? Accountability, commitment, and trust, right? Those are the three things you got to have to be able to play this game of football, especially if you want to play at a high level. The interesting thing to me, though, was that uh, when you guys, uh, you guys let Robbie, you traded Robbie, and you traded McCaffrey, and you know, of course, Baker, and I think and it was rumored that, that uh, Burns was going to be traded. And so at that point, it seemed like it would be easy kind of just like to mail it in kind of like for the rest of the season because you think, oh, man, the organization's having a fire sale. They're letting everybody go. They don't believe in us. Was there a team meeting or was it a, or was this the leadership of, of Wilkes that kind of kept you guys together and, and, and put you guys back in, on track? Uh, it was definitely a team meeting. Uh, it happened once Rule had got fired. Um, mm. He came in here and they said, uh, sorry, you know what I mean? He's going to let us go. Then uh, David Tepper came and, uh, you know, said, Coach Wilkes is now your interim head coach. And from then on out, that's when things changed. We knew our division was open. Um, mm. We knew this team was a good team, right? We weren't getting blown out by everybody, you know what I mean? We just didn't find a way each game that we lost to finish. And and that was our biggest thing is being a young team. We all haven't been in moments to where we had to go finish a game. We haven't all been through adversity together, right? And knowing that and just having Wolves come in and put all the glue together, and was like, man, we still, we have our fate. You know what I mean? Our fate is in our hands. We go out here and take control of this division. We just got to win these games. Can you say that the, the the Panthers or you guys, you know, a team not really talked about, you guys are being overlooked? Uh, and my other question is, is, is what, what, what do you think about the addition of my guy? You guys just signed Josh Norman back to the defense. He's familiar with with that that organization. Josh. Yeah, Josh Norman. What what, what do you think about his his, uh, his addition to the team and what he's going to bring? Um, I definitely would think we're overlooked. Um, we're just a team that kind of just call it for what it is. You know what I mean? We were a team that was going like this every every week. You know what I mean? There's high games. We play great. We come down next week and we're playing terrible. Right. And that was just a roller coaster our whole our whole season, right? And um, we just got to find a way to just to stay high on that roller coaster. And we play good ball, you know what I mean? We might have a big play and come around and give the team 300, 400 yards, right? Of rushing or passing or whatever it is. But to answer your second question, man, getting Josh w w was a blessing. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, losing one of our best corners, uh, J.C. Horn, Horn, who had a tremendous year. You know what I mean? Bouncing back from last year with his foot, coming back, playing the way he was playing. And just adding the veteran presence, right, of Josh Norman. I, I was luckily in 2015 drafting, I was able to play with Josh Norman. And I seen the the leadership just as a whole group, as a men coming together, just being able to come into a standard of 
this is how we play football here. This is how we play defense here. Right. This is how we make plays. And Josh Norman was one of those guys on that in that year, definitely, mm. who made majority of our plays for us mm. with the peanut punch. You know what I mean? And mm, that's right. That's going right. up, yeah. laying his body out there, full, full, <laughs> full length body, catching the pick in the end zone. It's just like you right. don't really see that much like people, especially corners going out there like that, giving their body up to make a play, coming right. up, tackling people and stuff like that, changing games. I mean, you see a lot of corners changing games. Yes, you do. But I don't see a lot of corners literally full extension making plays like Josh did, you know what I mean? And just having that, especially for our secondary since we're so young and really for our defense, um, I think that was probably the best fit that, that we did and the best sign that we had. Well, I talked to Josh Norman last night. He was uh, up watching film, uh, just talking about how this could be a great, you know, story. Him coming back to the place where he started his career, the chance mm -hmm. you guys still have to win the division, still mm -hmm. after all of this turmoil, you had right. three quarterbacks and all this other stuff, and it would be something if against the Bucks on Sunday. That's the game that I'm covering as of right now. That he would pick off Tom Brady. That would be <laughs> that would definitely be something. But really quick, one thing I got to get in here before you go to. I got to ask you about the quarterbacks because y'all yep. don't went from. Baker Mayfield, y'all yep. done had P.J. Walker. Now y'all got Sam Darnold back from the dead. And you know I'm up here in New York. We done well, have a lot of talk about Sam Darnold with these Jets resurrecting his – and, and the Jets who gave up Sam Darnold and now had to toss Zach Wilson to go back to Mike White. That's a whole nother conversation. But what do you think about Sam Darnold resurrecting himself and this quarterback carousel y'all been going through? I think Sam probably has the most improved on this team. From, from what he's gone through – to what happened last year, you know what I mean? Just being in that stadium, hearing booze and all this stuff. And and I knew something this year, when I see him in OTAs, I said, he's, he's a different player. He's not making the same mistakes he did last year. Okay. Right? Like, he's throwing the ball out of bounds, there's nothing open, there's nothing's open. He's using his feet, right? And as a defensive player, the worst thing to play against is a running quarterback, a mobile quarterback. Right. Right, you could be in great coverage, and you got it now. You got to worry about the quarterback. So I think Sam definitely, he's came a long way. You know what I mean? And seeing, I think when we got Baker, that lit some under him. Mm. I think that lit some under him. He wanted to prove and show that he can definitely be a starter or a franchise player, especially a quarterback. And and for this team, for this organization, or anywhere else, if we don't keep him or 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 if we say our goodbyes to him, but I definitely think Sam. Sam was those guys who definitely stepped up this year. And I got to say, P.J. Walker was a phenomenal quarterback when when Baker was down and hurt and Sam was down and hurt. P.J. Walker came in and stepped up, and he played big in big games, and we definitely got some wins with him. So you think that – yeah, so you think the – the obviously, like you said, you've seen in OTAs really uh, the maturation process of his, uh, of his mm -hmm. game. Um, I think when you look at, you know, the, the different quarterbacks that you've played with, and obviously now – you guys have kind of like hit a stride and you feel like you have that quarterback to obviously to lead you guys in, in, into the playoffs. Do you think Sam Darnold's, I think his involvement, is it the decision-making? Because I think uh, when you look at or you try to defend a uh, 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 Sam Darnold, you don't really think that he's that dual threat. You don't think of, of him as a mobile quarterback. He's going to beat you, with, your, beat you with, your, with his feet. So obviously with his play thus far, would you see, say overall that is his decision-making? Because, again, you guys know going in, obviously, like I said, you got to have obviously some some weapons on the offensive side of the ball. You got to put some points on the board, and the way you guys are playing defensively, that's what's going to keep you guys in in game and keep guys out of the out of the end zone. So, in order for you guys to progress as the playoffs looms, do you think you guys going to like again ride his shoulders um, into the playoffs? Uh, no doubt. Right now, like you said, his decision making is 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 great. Right, he's not making these same mistakes he made mm -hmm. last year. Right, just throwing it to people or just throwing it blindly, hopefully somebody catch it, right? He's making great decisions, using his feet. And I definitely think, you know what I mean, this game right here going against Tom Brady, it's, it's going to be a championship game, right? Mm. And we're definitely going to need him to be there to show us that he could definitely go. But it's not just him, right? The defense right. and the special teams definitely have to show up to help him out, help the right. offense out, right? Absolutely. That's what I want to hear. Um, so we definitely have to come together as a team. Like, we played them – week four or whatever, week five or whatever. Yeah. And we and we showed them 
Like we we're ready to play. We're not the same Panthers that you just gonna come in here and roll over on us, right? We're just not right. just gonna lay down and say, "Here you go, you're Tom Brady, you got it." Nah, we're not gonna do that no more, right? And um, so it's it's definitely gonna be one of those games you gotta see on Sunday. It's it's a it's a win or go home winning in, and um, it's been mm. a long time since I've been in the playoffs, and uh, it's a long time since this organization been in the playoffs, and we this definitely be- need something for Carolina. Will this be a good test to see where you guys are? Because again, like I said, this is not really your traditional, you know, Tom Brady type of team. Uh, they haven't really been really just just blowing people out as they sure. they've been. The but last, Tom is still vintage. right, but he's yeah, still but yeah. And he's not vintage. They, they've had to, they've had to, they've had to, what he's saying is they've had to come back the last couple of games and right. win by the skin mm-hmm. of their teeth. Right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. They're, they're still. I mean, Tom is still Tom, and like I said, you know, they're still. Like I said, they're still moving around. They they can still get in the playoffs and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, but too. the Bucks so, are struggling. We realize. Right. Yeah, they're struggling. Is this a good test for you guys mm-hmm. to see what you guys are made of? Uh, no doubt. Um, I, I definitely do. Right, because this is definitely a playoff game. And say we win, when we win, I'm gonna say when we win, because mm. I okay. always gotta have faith yeah. in my in my teammates. And no I do. doubt. No doubt. And when we win, you know what I mean? We got to play against the Saints, right? And right now we're all close of going away with this NFC championship division, right? Like mm-hmm. it's, it's, we're all one game right there. So these next two games are, are playoff type of games. First round, sure. second round, trying to get to that third round NFC championship. These are these type of games. And for us to go out there and play against this, like this is, this is like you said, T.O., you're right. This is going to let us know whether we're built for the playoffs or or we're not. This is this is this is gonna this let us know it. because the teams that are in the playoffs are built for the playoffs. That's why they're in the playoffs. Their their team is built. So we gotta go out there and understand it's not a happy go lucky game. This is a we gotta lock in. This this <laughs> right. is no mistakes. You know what <laughs> no. I mean? No, yeah. no dumb penalties. Right. We gotta lock in. We gotta create momentum for ourselves being in the way game, just like the Bengals did. You right? They were they were down. They yep. created four unanswered uh, turnovers, and and their offense showed up to every turnover and scored. Then the mm-hmm. outcome was what it is. But when we're up, we can't – we got to understand, like, when they're down, they go tempo. We got to understand that. Right. We have to be ready for that tempo mentality, those check downs, those four verts. We have to be ready for that. Right. And we know we understand he loves his tight ends when they go two minutes. He loves the tight ends. He loves the backs. And if he hit Gage or or Godwin or, you know what I mean, Mike Epps or not Mike Epps, Mike uh, Evans on an out. Definitely not Mike Epps. Yeah, definitely not Mike Epps. Or something like that. (laughs) You know what I mean? So it's like we just got to understand who Tom Brady is and who he likes to go to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen here. We appreciate you coming yeah. on. I think I see Bob Marley in the background. You yeah, had your phone God, vertical Bob, the whole time. I wanted to tell you to turn it horizontal this whole time. But can you just can you just shift the camera? Can I can I see Bob? Yeah. Oh, there oh, we go. The there we go. So we're gonna walk the Jamaican energy, reggae energy. Oh, yeah, oh there God, we go. Really That's is. what we needed this whole time. We yeah, get Bob okay. Marley in the picture. But look, we appreciate you coming on into the crew, Craig, and chatting with us, MC and T. They, look, they look like they're kinfolk when you kind of did that there right there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. Right. Like right. right hey, Bob Marley had a lot of kids. You never know. You might want to go to uh, Ancestry.com or whatever that thing is. But look, <laughs> tell the folks. That, <laughs> that 23 or whatever, right. Go. Uh, listen, tell the folks at home. Uh, who you are, what your name is, and tell them you are watching the crew. Where you can find you, yeah. Where man, Shaq Thompson, linebacker from Carolina Panthers. You can find me on the crew. Man, one of the best podcasters i ever been a part of. Man, great people on here. Make sure y'all watch the crew. Y'all just game the fan on the crew podcast, podcast, man. I thank you guys for having me. Have a blessed day. Right. We appreciate it. Thank you for coming on, Shaq. We'll catch you next time. I'll see you in Tampa. All right, see you guys. Yeah. Good All luck right, to you, guys. Yeah, appreciate, appreciate that. You. And on the other side, we got Darren McKee to talk about this on Nathaniel Hackett uh, firing and all these coaching candidates who are uh, potentially going to get this job. Here we go real quick. Hey, I'm ready. That's all I need. 
Don't get started. Don't get started. Morris is trying to start headlines from the show. No, we need, we need, to start we need headlines. Feel it, feel it, Darren. Y'all, you we, know, y'all go ahead and get some We need them in Philly. Come on, man. We need it. We need it, T.O. Hey, listen. T.O. should be talking to the Giants. That's the team that needs the man, wide receiver nigga. and still in the contention in I, the I, NFC. I, I'm going to take a page out of uh, Prime Time's book. His, I'm, I'm going to steal his, his saying. Mm. I ain't hard to find. <laughs> <laughs> hey. I gotta, but that's funny. I got to tell Darren, Darren, y'all yeah. need a referee on y'all sideline, man. <laughs> I mean, every time I turn around, you know, the players is fighting. I mean, y'all need a, you know, a ref on the sideline. We, 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 got, we got an offensive guard punching a backup quarterback, and then the guard gets punched by a big Latavius Murray running back. I mean, we yeah. got some action. We yeah, got some man. action. Hey, hey, if y'all was, if y'all was, a, if it was a boxing match, I think I had to put y'all up there. Unfortunately, it's the NFL. Well, Darren, set this, set the tone for us because, you know, out of nowhere after the Rams just put the beat down on the Broncos, we've been watching it all year. When were, when was Denver going to do it? When was Denver going to do it? Set the tone. What is everybody talking about right as you all are? You're almost out. Nathaniel Hackett getting ready to have a press conference here in about 40 minutes. But what was the reaction really quickly to him getting fired and all the tone in Denver right now? Go. Well, people love blaming the coach, and it was interesting hearing Shaq talk. Obviously, what, what's going on with Steve Willis after Matt Rule has been awesome for Carolina. Good for them. In my opinion, man, mm. I think um, firing Daniel Hackett solves problem number four mm. with the Denver Broncos. Problem number one is Russell Wilson. Problem mm. number two is George Payton. Problem number three is injuries. And then problem number four is the coach. Now, he's still a problem. He's still a problem. But – you have other issues. So I'll just put it back to you guys. Is Russ I, cooked or not? Man, I, I'm, I want to go with uh, problem number one that you had. Why, why do you feel that Russell Wilson uh, is the problem? I think uh, obviously someone of his, his caliber, um, what he's accomplished in the league, I think with his, all his success, I think a lot of it has really been predicated, not just his, his his abilities but again it, it's been really his pieces that were around him and then you think about the problem number four that you guys have kind of got got rid of is, is is the head coach all those things factor into the the success of russell wilson um i've i've i played with him just for a little bit i've watched him um i've watched him play and i think obviously when you think about the the offensive makeup of what he has now versus what he what he's played with over the years it's not even close to the same. Yo, so you putting it on the ensemble around him, you don't see any decline, Morris, as you I know you rubbing your mouth there. You don't mm -hmm. see any decline in Russell, who has a three and ten record as a starter, twelve touchdowns, nine interceptions, but still completing sixty percent of his passes. No, I, I again a lot of that has to do with familiarity, um, continuity uh all those things factor into the success of a quarterback especially i just don't see such a decline in his ability going from one year from seattle to where he is now without the necessary pieces he needs to succeed as a quarterback again yeah again trust me it it it, it all encompasses with the, the 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 makeup of like i said starting with the head coach the system all those things obviously kind of defines really the success mm -hmm. of a quarterback well, uh, Tio, he, he can't move as he can't move as well as he once did. Mm. Well, he's gotten bigger. He needs to do obviously. I, I, yes, I, I, I would agree with that. He ha he's not the same size. Uh, he has to look himself in the mirror and take some accountability. I don't know what him and Ciara is doing. She's doing a lot of cooking. <laughs> Why are you there. bringing Ciara? <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Well, hey. Yeah, I didn't say that, but go ahead. A lot, a lot, it, like, it looks like there's a lot of home cooking and a lot of baby making going hey, on. Hey, hey, that's the best way to a man's heart. You're supposed to cook for your man. What yeah, but yeah. The whole bunch of wives around the NFL well, and hey, girlfriends and whatever yeah, else. And his, play, and his play is starting to suffer <laughs> as a result of. So again, oh, he, so he again that fact, all that girl. I ain't that. I'm just telling you that factors into someone's ability to play the game. You got to stay in game shape. You can't allow yourself to really, you know, shift in one way or the other. Again, like I said, it's visible. It's obvious. So again, that's those are some of the things. Again, he needs to address. And again, like I said, I don't. I, I honestly, I don't have any problem with his ability really to play, throw the throw the ball, things of that nature. Mm, yeah, okay. it's, it's interesting. You know, in Denver, he bought a mansion. He has as many bathrooms as he has touchdown passes, 12. 
We've been keeping track of that this year. It's, it's oh, been like wow. that. Oh, wow. I have to say this. A man can own property. Go ahead, Morris. I think, <laughs> no, I, not about that. I'm not. I'm I not know. I know. That. I know. I know. Go ahead, Morris. The prop. The prop. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, let, let him finish. Yeah. No, real, 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 real quick. Real quick on Russ. Just for for, for football <laughs> things. He's not seeing the field. So not only can he not move as well, he's just not seeing things as well. And the mm. bigger thing, really, in all honesty, never mind just the football stuff, guys, it's his contract. They first of all, they gave up two first rounds, two second rounds, mm. but they also gave him they gave him a deal with two years left on his contract. They didn't have to do this huge deal right it. away, but they did. And the cap hit, get ready for this. <laughs> if they were to get rid of him this year, the cap hit would be $107 million. Now you could release some post-June 1st designation. And you're talking about 2023? Or when you say this year, are you talking about next year? Well, for 2023. For yes. 2023. Mm -hmm. No, mm -hmm. the, the problem is his contract is so burdensome, you really can't get rid of him. Not really. So the question that I, I'll pose to you guys is, if you're stuck with Russ, <laughs> hashtag stuck with Russ, wow. what exactly would make him work? Well, well, let me ask. Let me ask a couple. Let me ask one question. Then I have a comment. Um, when was the last time Russell Wilson went to the Pro Bowl? Oh, you, uh, got I me. Don't know. Go ahead, Morris. I would imagine. It I think I thought it was last year. If it wasn't, it was within the last two years. I, I think it's a combination of both. I think it's a combination of the coach and a combination of the quarterback. Because mm -hmm. you can't tell me if Geno Smith was in this system, he'd be lighting it on fire. Pete Carroll, I think, needs a little bit more credit for what he's doing up there in Seattle. And I think the coach that you guys have now, or you guys had, blamed, he deserves some of the blame for what's happening with Russ now. You know, mm -hmm. you can't tell me, you know, look at Baker Mayfield, what he did to you guys. Baker Mayfield, you know, he, he was let go by Cleveland and he was let go by Carolina. Then he came and dropped, you know, pity, pity on y'all. You know, I think it's a combination of the coach. It's a combination of yeah. both. I don't oh, yeah. think it's totally just one thing. I think both of them have bear some of the responsibility. Russell Wilson is a nine-time Pro Bowl. Last time he made the Pro Bowl was last year. Go. Last year, yeah. That's, yeah. that's what I'm talking about. So, he so made the to Tio's point, I mean, he has that year. he has that resume. But he I was talking, but hold on, I was talking to a coach last night out of the AFC North who was saying that Russell one didn't hasn't hasn't come with the same resume to the coach's perspective. He from a coach, not me, not Joe Cena. He's right. been in decline for maybe the last year and a half or so. This was according to the coach, and he feels like he notices, and this was his point sometimes. And Tio, maybe you can speak to this too. When a player's life changes behind the scenes and they go through domestication or what have you, he was wondering, his point, whether Russ has the same spark since his life has changed behind the scenes. That's what he was saying. But, but that, again, that's why I was mentioning, like I said, you've seen his body change too. Yeah. Well, um, that's physical. Oh, you know, he was talking about love no, and passion but, but and yeah, being but more into social media and things like yeah, that. That's, what said, that's, that's a part of it. He's saying that's that, a part that, of yeah, it. That's, that's, a, that's a part of it. Um, again, again, you still have to be, you still have to hone in on your craft. You have to really be motivated. You have to be dedicated to the craft. And again, he got comfortable. He's gotten comfortable to that lifestyle in which he's, you know, since, like I said, I'm not blaming CR, but that, that's no, part I know, of it. We know, we know. But, but yeah, but that's, that's part of it. And he has to take some, take some accountability to, to, for, for his play. Um, obviously taking care of his body because again, he's not the same Russ again. And I agree that we've seen in the last two or three years, there has been some shift in his weight there's, for, for all the wrong reasons. And again, that will, that will prevent you from being as mobile. That will obviously prevent you from doing a lot of things that you once were, were, were doing. So I think yeah. now he has to take some accountability and to, yeah. uh, to, uh, uh, Morris's yeah. point, um, obviously head coach and, 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 and quarterback, they're kind of joined at the hip, and if they're not connected, then there's going to be some dissension uh, in, in 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 the play. And I think you've seen that over this the, the course of this year. Well, one Talk thing about that's the interesting, mm -hmm. Nathaniel Hackett was incredibly supportive of Russell Wilson. You got to understand that. I mean, he stood up for Russ. Mm -hmm. I mean, but, like nobody else. Okay. Mm -hmm. One of the issues is there was no sense of competition, and the coach was too soft on the guys. It's been interesting mm -hmm. listening to you guys. Talk about, well, what happens? I think inherently athletes at the highest level enjoy and thrive off competition, competition. And challenges. And that just did not exist here in Denver. So listen, man, the same week Baker Mayfield was signed by the Rams, the Broncos could have put in a claim for him. 
Russ had a concussion. He wasn't playing. They mm-hmm. signed Jarrett Guarantano. <laughs> oh. I mean, good for Jarrett Guarantano, oh, yeah, yeah. but, you know, <laughs> right, exactly. Okay, but hold on. Let's talk. Hold on, because this is a big deal right now. Uh, Obviously, you know, this went viral after uh, Nathaniel Hackett was uh, fired yesterday. And by the way, I, I, you know, I text back and forth a couple of times with uh, Nathaniel last night. He's a good guy. First time I met him, a very, very, um, you know, likable, impressionable, one of the nicest people I've met, even though I've had limited interactions with him. That being said, the Broncos are moving on. So two things. One, uh, to Owen Morris and everybody else, who should be the coach of this team? What we So this is what we were talking about. You know, some of the sources behind the scenes saying that the Broncos should consider someone who is familiar with Russ. Okay, is that Dan Quinn because he was in Seattle, but defensive coordinator? Is that Daryl Bevel, who was with Russ in Seattle, is now the quarterback's coach in Miami, did a good job with Tua. We know Tua's concussed right now. Is it Sean Payton? I, I reported yesterday, you know, Sean has a high affinity for the Cowboys, has the Chargers. Both of those teams have won. Don't know if those jobs are becoming available. Would consider Arizona. I, I think would pick up the phone if uh, if uh, the the Broncos call. But you got to trade for him. Got to trade for him. You know, you still have to have the capital to appease the Saints. Uh, you've got um, who else did I mention? Stain Station from uh, uh, the uh, from the Eagles. Eagles and oh, uh, Eric Bieniemy is in there. Some people are throwing in Harbaugh uh, from Michigan and some of Frank Reich. Uh, T.O., I see you uh, shaking your hands. I, I know who you like, Darren, and jump in there with that, but T.O., go. I, 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 Of all the names that you mentioned, I think uh, really I think you think about the quarterback, uh, a quarterback that played with this, uh, that, that played under this coach. You think about Drew Brees, and you think about the similarities of, of, of really kind of Russ and, and, and Drew. I think Sean Payton would be a great coach for the Denver Broncos. And I think obviously he would put Russ and put the pieces around Russ that he needs because I think they need look at, and people got to want to come, but go ahead. Well, but of course, I mean, I, I, I hate to, I have to jump in because I have to go, I have to go talk to a billionaire now about the firing. Yeah. I got, but I got to go real quick, but I'll yeah. just leave on this. I'll leave on this five year, hundred million dollar deal, money and power, Jim Harbaugh. Look what he did with Alex Smith and Colin Kaepernick. Those are tough decisions. Focus on quarterbacks. That's my guy. I got to go. I love you guys. Okay, I I appreciate you. We appreciate you, Darren. We appreciate you. Thanks for jumping on. But, uh, T.O., finish your point real quick. No, I just think I think Sean Payton of uh, all those guys. Um, but, but, again, I will throw in uh, Eric Bieniemy. I think, obviously, like I said, to, to throw in uh, a black head coach, I think, obviously, giving uh, a, a black coach uh, an opportunity, um, I definitely want to put him at the forefront. Um, at least give Broncos him. Did do that with Vance Joseph. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, like I said, you think somebody that has been in conversation of uh, head coaching, head coaching jobs the last few years, and hasn't really gotten a real fair opportunity. I think that's Eric Bieniemy. Um, again, they gave Nathaniel Hackett an opportunity. Why not give Eric Bieniemy uh, an opportunity to see what he can do as well? But I think those are my that will, those would be my two candidates, not in any order. Uh, for the next head coaching job for the Denver Broncos. So I wouldn't be surprised if, the, again, um, John Elway brought in Eric Bieniemy, uh after this season to to, to, to see uh, if he's, he's the next head coach. But I think, again, he's John's going to want to win right now, um, you, especially with the guy, as we just talked about, with the, the numbers that, that Russ has, has on his con- contract. He wants to get a bang for his buck. They want to get a return on investment. And obviously to do that, you need an experienced head coach. And I think Sean Payton is that guy. And I think you bring a Sean Payton to Denver. Broncos, the team for Sean, you know, should he go to Denver? (laughs) I mean, hey, hey, money talks. You know what I mean? Money Mm. talks. Mm. Morris, who's your coach for the Broncos? Listen, I mean, of course, I think, I think the, uh, the Broncos, in accordance with what T.O. said, the Broncos would be extremely lucky to get a Sean Payton. Mm-hmm. I mean, they'd be extremely Russell. lucky to, to, to get him. But what um, you've seen from Russell Morris, that, well, I was you're get Sean, do you this feel is, is comfortable coming to Denver? That's right. This is what I'm going to get to my point. My point yeah, is going to be, sorry. I would love to see Eric Bieniemy get a shot. However, yeah. I, I'm concerned about him getting a fair chance in Denver. Like, right, yeah. is, is Russ done? Is he declining? What you can't move mountains. I mean, I would love to see him get a fair chance with a great quarterback like some of the other coaches have got. You know, right. um, 
So I don't know. I, sometimes I don't, opportunities are limited, and you know you gotta you gotta roll when you got you gotta roll when you gotta roll. But I none of you said anyone that has familiarity with Russell. Right, but I don't want to see Eric Bieniemy get in that situation, be hired with all the things that are going on with the Denver Broncos right now, only to last maybe a year or two. Exactly, you know I mean? and exactly. then get fired because again, like I said, he's again he's he's not walking into a, a good situation right now. Um, so I, 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 don't, I, mean, I don't, I don't, I don't see that. Well, I would, I would say this about Eric Bieniemy. Just to throw this, in. go ahead, go ahead, Morris, it's please. A, it's the same thing. I mean, Lovey Smith. I mean, what did you expect Lovey to do with that Texas team that traded away everybody and the coach that they had before that? What was my brother's David name? Cully. Uh, David, David Cully. Cully. My, my receiver. David Cully. Exactly. Eagles. What, what you expect them to do? So now yeah. they get this on their record. They get this blemish. You can't. You know, they had all you that, Cully, that yeah, all that turmoil going on there. You can't right. expect well, them now. Oh, you had your chance. You had your chance in Texas, but we ain't have nothing in 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 in, in Texas. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's like I don't want to see these situations to where, and it spans beyond sports to where. What if this was Eric Bieniemy's only shot? And, and even so, what, would you still would you still advise him, T.O., not to take the job? I don't want to see no, 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 him in a, a no-win situation. Right, yeah, I, I wouldn't advise him not to take the job. But I think, again, he has to be comfortable going in there and wanting that job at, at, at the same time. So, mm. uh, again, it has to be something that he wants to do. Um, again, but who Just do y'all think is the most likely? Okay, we we all right, but this is an David, Eric Bieniemy love fest. I get it, I get it. But who do you think is the most likely to get the job? If, if I am the Denver Broncos, because let's let's be honest here. I mean, we're looking at what they put on the field. I don't know how many first round draft picks they gave up and all this stuff that they gave up. They gave up first round draft picks and gave money last to year, and they got a first and second that they gave up for the up. That's what I'm talking about. So you, it's not going to be no quick fix, right? Yeah. So if I'm Denver. I might as well just go ahead and bring Bevel in here as a last-ditch effort and see what he can do with the guy that he has been with for so long. I, mm -hmm. I don't really see any other way. Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah. I mean, to your point, yeah, I think you got to find somebody, again, um, that Russell is familiar with. Um, yep. Obviously, to bring uh, some familiarity as far as uh, offense. Uh, so you, do you think Harbaugh should take the job? No, nah, I think Harbaugh should. He should stay, stay in Michigan, uh, mm -hmm. stay where he is. You know, I just don't see a lot of these coaches, you know, jumping from, you know, the college ranks to the NFL ranks right now. And Morris, uh, not even your guy Shane in uh, in Philadelphia. Listen, all anybody can take the job, but what are you getting? Are you, so right. you going to tell me? Are you going to tell me? So right now, I mean, I hope Lovey gets another chance. But if Lovey don't get another chance, you have the number one overall pick. You have the Cleveland Browns uh, first round pick. And you I, got I'm money, like so which is a better situation for you to get a fresh start with a, with, you know, with, a, with probably the first uh, first quarterback taken, or and draft picks and money, or to go to a situation where it's going to be tough, where you don't have no draft picks and you cash strapped tight with paying Russell all the money. All right, we're moving on to final takes. I need your game of the week. Then we're going. Oh, there are a lot of games of the week, and so I need to know what y'all are saying is going to end up being the talker. Is it going to be Pittsburgh at Baltimore, which was flexed to Sunday Night Football, Minnesota, T.O., at Green Bay, because your boy Aaron Rodgers is back popping, okay, giving the Jets some life to play Seattle. And, oh, by the way, the Jets, who are now still in contention, going to Geno Smith. Seattle Seahawks, who has a chance to bounce out his former team out of playoff contention. Is it the Saints at Philadelphia with the Jalen List Hurts quarterback or with Jalen Hurts? Or is it Carolina at Tampa Bay with our guy Shaq Thompson coming on the crew guaranteeing a win? T.O. Man, I mean, you whew, out of those games, there's, there's two games that I, I really want to see. Obviously, um, a lot of history with the Minnesota Vikings and the Green Bay Packers. Mm -hmm. um, you know that 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 I think that that holds a lot of weight, um, man. And I think, mm, man, ooh, I think for me that I think that's 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 the game of the week. That's I mean, game of the week is Minnesota yeah, what was Green it, Bay. What was, what, what was uh what was the other one? It was um, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Minnesota, Green Bay, Carolina, Tampa Bay, Saints, Eagles, Jets, Seahawks. 
I'm gonna go with Minnesota. I'm gonna go with Minnesota. Oh, Green. you're going with Kirk Cousins versus Aaron Rodgers. Oh, with your boy Justin Jefferson breaking Randy Moss's single season record for receiving yards for the Vikings. Morris, what's your game of the week? I gotta I gotta agree with TO. I mean, you know, you got Green Bay. Minnesota has a chance right now to put the nail in the coffin of Aaron Rodgers. If they keep giving him life, they could possibly see him in the playoffs, and you never know what can happen with, with an Aaron Rodgers. You going against your Saints Eagles, who we have to see this drama if they potentially lose I, the number one seed and drop down to number five? I keep it real. I mean, even if the Eagles lose this game against the Saints, they still have next week to clinch it. I think right now, with the lifeline on the line, Green Bay is fighting for their playoff life. And I always like to see teams to where they're in a no Carolina. What's that? So is Carolina. That should be a good game too. That's yeah, yeah, game. yeah. I, 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 I like I, that game too. If I'm watching a game and I got my PIP, my picture in picture. Hey, the I, Jets I, are fighting for their playoff live. I don't know why y'all not giving that. That's especially with how that plays in New York. Are you who's, who's playing me? quarterback? Who's playing quarterback? There? Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, uh, who's who's uh, I don't know who's who's. Oh, it's the drama is. of it, y'all. It's the drama. And anybody of got. It. Ain't nobody got time for no drama. Oh, uh, wow, I, I, wow. Like, okay. I, like I said, I, I'm watching the Minnesota uh, Green Bay game, but like I said, PIP, I'm pitcher and pitcher. Yeah, I'm man. watching that Carolina and that Tampa Bay game. Again, yeah, I agree, I agree um, with that. I agree with those. Okay, okay. So when we all do our PIPs on Sunday, and if uh -huh. stuff is popping off with the headlines, make sure y'all don't be running from your text messages. If the Jets start going off and Geno start going off, and that ends up being the talk of the talk. So that's all right. Y'all put your $5 where your mouth is, okay? Well, I mean, I know Geno's probably going to want some get back, you know, obviously for, for the team that obviously didn't really probably give him a fair opportunity. Uh, to shine, and I think again, um, a lot of people wrote him off. And as he said, he just yeah, didn't write right back. back. He didn't write back, but uh, he's, <laughs> playing, he's playing very, very well. I'm proud yeah. of Gino and what he's Pro doing. bowler, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, again, um, I mean, okay. it just, I mean, this has to feel good for Gino. Uh, so again, I think he's gonna go in with a lot of confidence. I just don't, I don't, I don't see the Jets going in there beating. Uh, beating the Seahawks. Uh, I, I just you don't. You ain't feel a Mike White? You ain't see that t-shirt he had at the presser with the gold chain? Looking like, you know, you ain't see that swag? Okay, okay, okay. T-shirts and chains don't move me. Well, on that note, listen, I appreciate y'all coming on the pod. We had an excellent episode today. Lots of fun. You know, T.O., you came and showed out. We appreciate you. Jeremy, he came and showed out. Man, you, Mo. Man, thanks. Always. Man, I'm oh, hey, man, do you guys do virtual? I'm going to come on your show, man. You guys do virtual or you just in the studio? No, man, we need you in studio, dog. Okay, all right, we'll make, we'll make it happen. We'll make yeah, it happen. Man. We will we make it happen studio, man. right now. Yeah, well, man, I've seen you enough on social media everywhere. <laughs> I need Did you, you see the best man yet, Okay, we'll make it happen. We'll make it happen. Yeah, I need him to bring some of that cast on with you, too. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, Nia. I'm tired of running into Nia at our, at our, uh, at our uh, postal office box. You know what I mean? I'll run into her every now and then. So okay, I need, okay. I need the cast on in person. You bring her along, huh? I bring everybody. Bring, bring <laughs> the crew. You know what I mean? Uh, yes, Lord have mercy. Okay, we can stop with the drooling on Nia. Although it's well deserved, well deserved. Oh man, you know I'm drooling on all of them. All of those ladies on that show deserve some drool, so I got a little drool for all. Listen, of them. black. Listen, black don't crack. You know we yeah. we we keep it live. We keep it live. But To, we appreciate you coming on, and yeah. our VIP guest, Carolina linebacker Shaq Thompson. We also appreciate Absolutely. you coming on. So for Morris yeah. Chestnuts, To, I'm Josina Anderson, and we are out. Peace. Peace. Yeah. Thank you.